1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team
2: every day. Welcome back to the two-game winning streak edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Bleacher Report. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And as always, I'm joined by the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter
0: at McCoolBTB. Landon, how you doing tonight, sir? Good. I guess we're getting we're getting kind of cocky now. Oh yeah, two game huh? winning streak. Like the two game two game winning streak. It's like we got to put it in the title. Yeah. it's so exciting. Yeah. So right? my
2: first question is for you: uh,
0: Who do you want to play in the playoffs now that the Cowboys are uh, on their way? Right. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I want a shot at the best. I mean, obviously the Eagles are <laughs> flying high with the, coming off their big win and uh, everything going well. Yeah, it's for them. amazing how cocky uh, you can get it when you yeah. beat the two and whatever Giants. So. Coming up on coming up on
2: today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about Dak Prescott, how the Cowboys have managed to replace Ezekiel Elliott over the last two weeks, the defense, uh, their incredible linebacker play in Sean Lee and Anthony Hitchens, and of course we're going to talk about those young defensive backs. But let's go ahead and start with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys' offense. The Cowboys win on Sunday against the Giants 30-10. to It was kind of a slugfest early on. I think the game was 10-10. Uh, with like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Kind of an ugly game, uh, but the offense was able to turn it up and pull away from the Giants late. What did you see from Prescott in this game? How did you think he played?
0: You know, I, I think some people are coming out and saying, and, and I, I, I think to a certain degree they they may be right, but I think some people are coming out and saying that the numbers are are very uh, deceiving with him because he had so much yak on two large plays. But I also think that if you measure out like you know the, the plays that he did make in the air that were dropped uh, yeah I think that it, it probably actually is kind of indicative of, of what his game was like um, well, here's the thing too I wrote, I think really he played quick. really
2: this is what other offenses yeah. look like across the league. There's a lot of teams that get a lot of yards after catch the Cowboys are just one of the few that don't get it very yeah. often so we're so shocked when it happens we don't know what to do with ourselves.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that I, I think that it's you know any any opportunity to kind of downgrade the success of, of what's going on. I think, uh, well, no, you know, I mean, never the, the guy caught the, the ball and he ran it. It's a really great job, Dak. A really big deal, you know. It's, but it's like, yeah, uh, well, actually, Dak manipulated the safety out of the middle of the field and got the running back in the position to be the in the matchup with the guy that he was with. And it was set up so that he was going to run an inside slant so that if he caught it, he could run forever. And that's basically what happened. So, yeah. Yeah. Dak did do some stuff, guy. Yeah. A hypothetical <laughs> guy who doesn't exist who yeah, I'm yeah, arguing yeah. with. I, I feel like uh, you just directed uh, that right at me. Um, I thought Dak played well. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really thought he played
2: well. It, division games are tough I don't care what the record is I I, yeah, I don't, I don't I, really care the Giants playing in New York I, that defensive line is still really good these games are tough they're not supposed to be easy so
0: I, everyone talked about how ugly it was and, and I understand it was Who ugly. Cares? it wasn't pretty and everyone but but yeah I was like you know what we used to call that kind of game in, in the uh, in the 80s in, in, the, in the early 90s we called that a football <laughs> game like that's that's what, that's what football used to look like you know where, where teams would you know run the ball beca- because throwing wasn't exactly Exactly as evolved as it is, and people weren't throwing the ball around the field, and the rules were different too. That's what that's what made it that way. But in this case, you know, it was a lot of situations where you, you, you're not able to convert the third downs, and then there's a lot of punting back and It's a defensive field position game, and you know, and in, 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 in a cold weather where the it's hard to kick the ball, and you know, and and, and it's uh, you know it's it, it's it's an old school kind of game, and, and it definitely wasn't what you know modern football is supposed to look like. It didn't look pretty, but at the same time, like. I didn't think the team that I didn't feel like the Cowboys were playing like terribly bad like I, I feel like that you know there were some drops and some mistakes there but I didn't feel like they were playing exceptionally bad really you know and I think that there was a lot of just hand-wringing over the whole situation and and I get it because it's you know everyone wants to win by 58 every game but I felt like it you know I felt good because it felt like the Cowboys were Consistently able to move the ball, they were consistently able to get people off, off the, off on. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to get to get uh, the move the move the blockers off the ball uh, and get you know space. So and I felt like the defense as the game went on really started to stabilize. So it, it was really it was a lot like what we talked about before the game is that. You know, there may be some early struggles because this is going to be a team that's hyped up because of what's going on with their coaching situation and Eli coming back and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, t- talent entropy would win would out and, and the talent would, would, you know, finish itself out. And then and what happened? But, you know, the last seven minutes of the game, it basically the dam broke.
2: Yeah. And if you listen to like Cowboys Twitter, they'll make it seem like the Cowboys have no talent on offense. But, I mean, if you, look, <laughs> you look at their schedule this year. They've had six games. They scored over 30 points. They've had eight games where they scored at least twenty-eight points, so they're putting up points on the board this season. And what's funny is you just listen to like some of the national media cover this, and you would swear like the Steelers, for example, would be uh, you know leaps and bounds better than Cowboys' offense. But again, Cowboys are top seven in scoring this year, so. It's just one of those games where the Cowboys were just pounding until the fourth quarter, and eventually their talent took over and won. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about that talent. This was the fifth game the Cowboys played without Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Alfred Morris and Rod Smith were serviceable on the ground. Morris had 19 carries for 62 yards, and Rod Smith had six carries for 47 yards. As a team, they ran the ball 31 times for 122 yards and a touchdown. Talk a little bit about the Cowboys rushing attack and how they've kind of been able to put up some points on the board without Ezekiel Elliott over the last few weeks.
0: Well, I think the key thing really, and what what we're starting to see now, and and I feel like maybe the Cowboys are starting to discover now is that, uh, you know, where we thought that maybe some of this, of Zeke's, you know, production would be replicated, especially on first and second down um, with, with some short passing, uh, you know, additions or at least a, a, a leaning towards short passing um you know the, the, it turns out that, that basically what they needed to do is is kind of just continue doing the same thing except for maybe um you know with with the you know with two running backs and just kind of finding ways to get your two running backs to produce in the, in the run game and and i think that ultimately that's what we've discovered the last you know two games is that when the Cowboys just kind of recommitted to to running the ball, even without Ezekiel Elliott, their offense seemed to click better. It it makes sense because the offense is built that way. It's built to be, you know, offensively, schematically, it's built to be called with a a strong running game. It's the the play, call, selections. The plays that they learned were built to, you know, around the idea that you had a strong running attack. So I think that, you know, whereas... I you know I know I personally made that mistake and I feel like they've kind of corrected it maybe that, maybe they made that similar mistake and I think that's what we're starting to see the course correction here is you know they're, st- they're 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 not shying away from heavy formations they're not shying away from um you know obvious running the ball in obvious run situations because they've gotten to a point now that they feel comfortable with the backs that they have there and I, I think they've God, they've been given every reason why, you know, a good reason why to feel comfortable because these both these guys have shown to be really, really good playmakers and, and guys who can do things on their own, um, you know, with 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 decent blocking. And, and what they've gotten is even better than that. Like I think the run blocking, specifically the last two games, may has may have been the best it's been all year. I mean, I I, I you can't really. I, I think you know people think they look at the Giants' record and they look at what. Uh, you know what's going on with that team, um, but there's one thing that that Giants team can do is when Damon Harrison's on the field, they can Absolutely. stop the run. They've got guys who can could, that they, they can stop the run, and and traditionally have given this Cowboys offensive line when fully healthy and fully you know armed problems. And they can the bring ball. Collins down in the uh, box we, and we, have
2: him play as like a linebacker. Yeah, and he's fantastic.
0: And, 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 and basically, the Cowboys ran the ball at will yesterday, and I think that you know, I think that that is you know key to keep in mind that like when assessing exactly what happened yesterday is pro- the thing that you know you the 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 entity that may have had the most you know. Uh, notoriety going into this game would, would have been maybe the Giants' you know, run defense because it, it, it's still you know somewhat intact and it still has its best player and it and, and still wasn't exactly easy to run on. And I think that the Cowboys, knowing that they had to run to win, the Giants knowing that the Cowboys had to run to win, the fact that the Cowboys were able to have the level of success that they did I think is incredibly impressive. And again, it shows that maybe that was the formula that, that we've got you know, if Zeke is going out, is, is not to shy away, is not to try to, uh, uh, you know, try to reallocate the those uh, those yardage that you need to the passing game, or, or try to get the passing game more involved to to take his place. It's just to continue to use the run game, but maybe. You know, divide the load a little bit because, you know, one running back could probably make up for what Ezekiel can and do. And I want to talk about Rod Smith a little bit because he kind
2: of factors into this equation as well. <laughs> um, on the ground, I thought he, it was fantastic. Six carries for 47 yards. But his – I mean, it's nuts. Yeah, this it, whole, whole yeah. game. But his was nuts. value comes as a receiver. And this is what I was hoping to see uh, a little earlier on in the season. But, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we're seeing it now. I don't think he's your prototypical hand it to him twenty times a game and he's gonna make so many plays. His value comes as a receiver and as this kind of hybrid guy that teams don't know how to match up with. I've compared him to Richie Anderson in the past, but I think he has quite a bit more speed than mm. Richie Anderson does. And you saw it on the touchdown play. I mean, he was pulling away from cornerbacks on that play. But yeah, that, that w- He's a sprinter. I mean he's yeah, a runner absolutely. for sure.
0: Like once he gets going, I don't I don't know that he's you know, super, super explosive. I think if he was he's super build up explosive, he, he... He's got know, that build-up speed. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a build-up, but it's just not quite, you know, Darren no. McFadden level of needing to build up. But but it is, it is if he was, like, elite explosive, he may be one of the better... He would be better one of the better athletes in football. I, I mean, as far as running the football. I mean, he has that kind of incredible speed with his size. He's big and fast, and, and maybe... You know, he's... Maybe young Darren McFadden is physically what, mm-hmm. you know what's a little you know, bigger and for anyone yeah and a little bit bigger, and for anyone who thinks that that's an outrageous comparison considering who darren mcfadden was coming out of college i mean this is a guy who was recruited out of ohio state like he was an ohio state running back so he was no slouch Absolutely. i mean like the, you know obviously jalen smith is and when healthy is considered to be you know an elite athlete this guy is his obviously sibling so uh, this guy has that kind of athleticism i think People that have known about Rod Smith for a little bit have known that. Um, but what we don't see is he doesn't quite have the explosion, and, and and I don't know that he's had the confidence in his abilities that he's had up until this season, which has really translated to something special. I mean, the thing that's really crazy, and just to get on back on him real quick, is, is that – you know yeah the, the the catch the run that was huge the, the running game there was one or two different runs where he took a hit was able to keep his feet and spin and spin for like and get you know put a hand down on the ground and get another four or five yards he does the dirty thing he catches the ball on the deflection and it, it turns play. that into a first down I mean he I, he had a huge block on that um on Beasley's uh, uh pass uh, I'm pretty sure as well I, I mean the guy just does a lot of different things and he does seems to do all of them well and I think at this point it's just it, it would be you know I don't know what's gonna happen with Alfred Morris but I, at this point I think you know we have to start considering it next year is Rod Rod Smith your number two running back because I mean he I I just think that his skill set is so diverse uh and I think that there's I think that there's ways that you can get him on the field even with right. Zeke because of his body type and his skill set. I think that there's ways to to scheme him into some interesting uh, ways to get him the ball. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm just generally excited about Rod Smith. I think we knew that Alfred Morris could be this guy if if given the opportunity, and he played very well, very good as well. Um, but when you could comp- when you have Rod Smith able to do the things he's been able to do as well, it takes it takes that whole side of the offense, and and, and it gives it a, 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 a dangerous uh, element to it that it, it was lacking, I think, without uh, without All right. I
2: want to just talk about his his long catch and run, that 81-yard pass. And this is this yeah. is why I was so excited about him in the preseason, because of his receiving ability. This is a guy that has a receiver background um, in his career. I think he played a little bit there in college. But they had him lined up next to Prescott, in shotgun, motioned him out to the slot. He got a matchup against the safety. Prescott was able to recognize that it was man coverage, and he just beat him off the line so quickly that the safety had no chance. And then after he beat him, there was nobody else in the middle of the field to make a play on him. That's the kind of stuff that we saw uh, from Lance Dunbar in, what was it, last 2015 is really the year we saw a little bit of that from Dunbar. But Dunbar never had the ability to run inside like Like Rod Smith can. He can run with the power, but also come out to the outside and play as a slot receiver if you need him. I love his ability. I'm not sure. I don't think he's going to be the number two running back next year. I just kind of have a feeling they're going to want to go with a more traditional guy. Keep Smith as that third guy, and then you kind of use him as that matchup piece, using him on special teams and all over the place. But he's going to be a fun player to keep an eye on uh, over the offseason to see what the team thinks about him if if they're trying to get him in different situations and different roles. But another outstanding game from Rod Smith. Uh, real quick stat on him. Over the last three games, he has four touchdowns. So he's become a pretty good part of this Cowboys offense. Really encouraged to see uh, Rod Smith producing.
0: Um, anything else? Yeah, go real ahead. Quick, real quick. He, he, yeah, on, Rod, on that route, he... Made the safety bite outside hard with the, with a hard outside head knot, which is which is a, a yeah, wide receiver. Wolf. You know, like yeah, I mean he 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 basically nodded outside the safety bit, like he was going to to the uh, or was the safety whoever was covering him? I think it was a safety uh, bit uh, to his outside move, and then because uh, because Dak was looking the safety off in the, uh, the that was in the middle of the field um, to the left. Once once Rod broke back inside, there was no one there. There was there was no one in the middle of the field. So yeah, it was it was pretty easy catch and run at that point. It was it was really impressive. So kudos to yeah. both of those guys on that play because that was really just impressive. impressive Anything stuff, else on so. the
2: Cowboys offense? Do you want to talk about the receivers? Or are we the, all good?
0: No, I mean I listen. I I think you know obviously they had some issues with the drops earlier. That's not great. Um, and you know we need the reason that we couldn't sustain a, a passing game, a short passing game, uh, and needed to go back to the running game is because we couldn't get consistency, I feel like, in the outside passing game enough to rely on it uh, for the offense to sustain. Um, so I think, you know, putting the onus back on the, the running game allowed the, the passing game to be a little bit inconsistent because eventually, you know, you break Two huge mm. plays with, with, where you know those guys eventually get it right and get the play off. And Des Bryant has never been a guy that is like the consistent, you know, moving engine of the offense. He's the guy that is makes you think twice about doing something about the consistent engine right. of your offense, the constraint against that. And so I think now that he's back in that role, it's okay that he drops that pass because the next pass he's going to catch and shrug a defender off and go 80 Yeah, yards. you you saw the value of Dez in that game. It, it was a
2: perfect summary of what Dez is for the Cowboys. Makes the incredible play on third down uh, on the slant for a touchdown um, and then down in the red zone, I don't know if you caught it. I actually posted two different pictures. Uh, they basically lined up Blaine and Collins and whatever cornerback was on the outside, uh, you know, almost like a punt jam down in the red zone. He's occupying two guys. The Cowboys score other ways in the red zone. So he, he's going to make plays on third downs. He's going to make a couple of big plays every once in a while. And he's still going to be one of the best red zone receivers in football. That's just what he is. And that, that, I, I don't know whether people want to call that elite or whatever, but to the Cowboys, that's incredibly valuable. Um, any last things on the offense? We do, we covered it all, correct? All right, yeah, let's, let's move, move on. on. All right, let's talk about the defense for a little bit. I, I, <laughs> a lot of people have some interesting thoughts on the defense over the last few games. Um, uh, here's the one thing I want to point out. Eli Manning... I, who I mean, a lot of people have different opinions on him, but he threw the ball forty six times against this Cowboys defense, and had just two hundred twenty eight passing yards. That tells you that the Cowboys defense was playing pretty well in this game. They were not giving up big chunk plays. Uh, I believe the longest reception of the game by any receiver was eleven yards. So they were they were fantastic. Uh, Sean Lee was absolutely incredible. I believe he had 18 tackles, he had interception, he was all over the field. This defense just plays to a totally different level when he's on the field. In their last 22 games that he has started and finished, uh, the Cowboys are 19-3. and Two of those losses coming in against the Giants last year, and then one against the Broncos this year. I mean, just a totally different unit when Sean Lee's on the field. Give me some of your thoughts about this Cowboy defense
0: yeah I mean I think that you know look it, it's they are averaging I th- Eli Manning averaged less than five yards per attempt yesterday it's incredible like uh, that's that's ridiculous and and so you know I mean you, you don't throw the ball 46 times and come away with 228 yards <laughs> like you, especially if you're not you know they I think they rush for a hundred yards even based on 29 carries so uh, you know that yeah, and that is just not enough. You're not getting enough out of your passing game if you're throwing it 46 times and getting 228 yards. So, um I think that I think that what we saw is early on um, you know they were trying to kind of find their footing. I think again, it's like what we said. Uh, uh, they there's a lot of energy on that side of the ball. You know their quarterback's back. They're playing at home. Um, you, you know they, they they fired the this no good coach and you know he's gone. They're glad. Nah, 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 nah. So the, things are going to turn around. You know all the, the reasons that you mentioned for being scared about the game and, and for picking against the Cowboys. <laughs> you just had um, to bring it you up. Know, you just had <laughs> to bring <laughs> it up. Oh my God! You're the guy who brings up the record of your. Of your picks all the time. Never, <laughs> anyways. Never. Um, uh, the the I think that, you know all those reasons are, are you know they they showed up early on and, and there was a a little bit of movement. Obviously, the defense struggled at times to stop the run, um, and things kind of were going their way I think you know it was a little bit ugly football on both sides of the ball for both teams but I think the difference between the Cowboys and the and the, the Giants is that they kept on getting breaks like the Giants kept on fum- like the Giants fumbled the ball three times on the first on the first drive if I'm not mistaken one of which was ruled an incomplete pass when it I don't think it was and then two of which they recovered their own fumbles so um, you know I think I think that as the game went on it became even more clear that the Dallas defense was much better organized much better set to deal with what was going on uh than the Giants were you know the the Giants did some things they tried to do some up tempo things which kind of you know hurt some situations they they did some substitutions at times that caused the Cowboys uh, some issues while they were trying to cycle the guys in and out but for the most part it you know it was it was a lot of smoke and mirrors to cover up not a lot they just didn't have a lot of talent they didn't have a lot of uh, of answers and i and i think ultimately you know, the Cowboys kind of kept most everything in front of them. You know, they're throwing out trick plays and stuff, you know, in the first half. And like it's it's ultimately at the end of the day, the Cowboys just were patient, were, were held on. They recognized that they weren't executing the way that they needed to, but they played the, the field, good field position. They didn't panic. Uh, they knew that the Giants weren't going to pull away from them. So they they, they, they they understood their opponent, which I think is a key thing. Um, and and you know again the defense especially in the second half became just even more locked down and eventually I think you know they finished with something like five punts and then two turnovers at the end of the game so you know it 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 it, it was. The Cowboys could afford to play the game safe because they, even though the score was close, they they understood that uh, it was just a matter of time before their offense was going to figure out the Cowboys offense was going to figure it out, and that the defense clearly the Cowboys defense clearly had things in hand with with the with the Giants. All off. right, let's talk about that, those drives really quickly because that's it's just a great point. Let's
2: here's the drives for the Giants after they scored their touchdown in the second quarter. Are You ready for this? Five plays, yep. twenty-one yards, punt. 8 plays 37 yards punt. 6 plays 27 yards punt. 3 plays 8 yards punt. 3 plays 8 yards punt. 3 plays 7 yards punt. 8 plays 21 yards punt. 3 plays 15 yards interception. 8 plays 24 yards interception. I mean that, that's incredible. Yeah, you know, that, and that's I don't care who you're that's playing nuts. against.
0: And and look, I mean, what did we talk about? We talked about you know what 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 do we have to watch out for this on on that offense? You got to watch out for Evan Ingram, and you got to watch out for Sterling Shepard. So between the two of them, ten targets, which resulted in uh, what is it? Eight? Yeah, six receptions for basically 70 yards nothing. nothing you know between the two of them so almost nothing so basically 35 yards a piece between the two of them so uh, you know and, and i think that ultimately what you, what you what you're seeing is a Uh, you know, uh, Sean Lee coming back was a huge part of it. I mean, Anthony Hitchens noticeably had a very good game. Back to back good games. Um, Back uh, to back
2: really good games.
0: Absolutely, they were they were able to do this without David Irving. They were able to get this kind of level of coverage with with uh, with the young ones in there. You know that that everyone was. I mean, I think the one thing hasn't been discussed enough is that Sterling Shepard. Had one carry for negative nine (laughs) yards. Thank you, Sean Lee. And then he also ended up with three by himself, you know, three targets resulting for two catches and 16 yards. You know, so I I think that that's, you know, you got to look at who's out out there playing football for you right now. And you got to feel pretty great that you did this without, you know, Sean Lee. Um, and and with the uh, with the cast of guys uh, in there at defensive back that you know are still extremely young and are, are clearly on the rise because this defense is kind of playing at a at a at a level that really it I don't know that it has played in yet this season so um, you know you get to get Anthony Hitchens got played I mean Anthony Brown played more snaps because of, of um, Orlando Skander sure. being out in. I mean out, but he only played 23. So I think that you know what you're seeing is that they're giving more of these snaps to, to guys like uh, Xavier Woods. They're getting you know more of these snaps to uh, Jordan Lewis, who who took uh, uh, you know basically all the snaps at right corner last week. This last week, um, and you know they're they Xavier Woods is getting uh, a. Uh, you know, the, all the snaps—it's not slot corner. Um, so I, I think that they what the, what they do, they're doing is what we talked about. You know, they're 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 putting these young guys in a position to succeed and see, at least see what they've got. And and with the outside hope that they're going to p- perform really well and do things that like they have been. I think it, it's been under notice because of I uh, you know who they've played so far. But I think that what we are seeing is is two solid games of. These young guys can play and play well. Let's 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 feed them more Yeah, snaps. this is the
2: best-case scenario for the Cowboys. They're playing these young guys, and they're playing well, and they're the reason they're winning games. So uh, kudos to those young defensive backs. Really quickly, before we head out, I do want to talk about Anthony Hitchens for a little bit because we just kind of glossed over him. Uh, back-to-back fantastic games. I thought he was all over the field in this one. I, I mean, he made multiple plays in the backfield. I mean, just really quickly. If he can continue to play at this level for the you know, the remainder three games of the season, would you at least consider re signing him? I know you're pretty you're pretty much against that because you want to see Jalen and you think you can draft a linebacker, but I don't think we've ever
0: seen Hitchets play at this level before, correct? Um, I think I think it's you know it's it's better than what we've seen, but I don't know that it's you know Markedly that much better. I think I I think he's uh, when he plays next to Sean Lee, like he plays lights out. I think there's no doubt. Uh, look, I am not c- like completely 100 percent opposed to re-signing Hitchens. I just want to see what Absolutely. the number is, and, and I fair. just have I have very 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 little doubt that his number is going to be outside of where I feel comfortable. If we're talking about a four million dollar deal, a four and a half million dollar deal, a five million dollar deal. got it that's fine but but if we're talking like you know six seven eight million dollars a year i i I don't want any of that like that's i think just because the positional value is not worth it for a player who isn't elite he is a very good linebacker he is a Maybe a potential to have a Pro Bowl year type linebacker. Like he's a guy that he, he's a guy who I could see having one Pro sure. Bowl year or something like that. One year where he just and goes fine. nuts, and, and 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 then every other year outside of that is a very good linebacker. And that's a fantastic thing. and That's great. It's the question is how much is that position worth? How much is that guy worth to you? And how much can you afford it with the, with all the other Hungry Mouths uh, on your defense? And, and one
2: final thing, and I know we, at least I ragged down early in the year, Jalen Smith isn't a liability on the field anymore. It's not like you're putting him no. on the field and all of a sudden your defense takes a massive step uh, backwards. you He's on the field. Sometimes he makes a big play. Most of the time he makes the right play, at least in the last couple of weeks. He's fine. And that's all we really wanted at the beginning of the year. If you would have told me in training camp that Jalen Smith is, a, is an average linebacker or he's not a liability, we would have taken that right now, correct?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think being an average linebacker for a person who is a rookie – Linebacker. I mean, you know, basically a guy's never taken snaps. I think that is a a good goal to have in general as well. So I think, yeah. I mean. The fact that he is uh, as, with his level of experience and his health able to do that is 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 absolutely something. I, you know, and and if you want to go that route, Anthony Hitchens was way ahead of the curve when he absolutely. was a rookie. Way ahead of the curve. I mean, we this was a guy that none of us basically had ever heard of when he got drafted. Uh, you know, we he was linebacker number one hundred and twenty on some boards. You know, I mean, I and they, you know, I think that the Cowboys. You know, I think a lot of people have been critical about the Cowboys defensive coaches lately. But we just described to you a fourth-round fourth linebacker who may be too expensive for us to uh, re-sign. We talked about a guy, Jalen Smith, who you know was barely healthy enough to play. Improving to a level that, you know, I'm excited about where he's going to be next year for sure. And now we're talking about the three starting rookie defensive backs who may be your best players on the team because they're so ready to play, despite the fact that most of them didn't get very, more than, you know, a handful of snaps in training camp. So uh, I think that there's some good coaching going on in this team. And I think that it's time that people recognize it a little bit more. And, re- you know, when we overreact, and blame the coaches for the bad stuff that happens to this team, I think it wouldn't be the worst thing for us to maybe overreact and give the coaches some kudos when good things happen. Yeah,
2: don't be that guy that overreacts to every single little thing. I've been that guy before. It's not fun. Don't be that guy.
0: (laughs) You've (laughs) been that guy before. That past tense is brilliant. Uh,
2: That's it for today's show. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Enjoy the Cowboys win, and we will see you next time.